no longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered with Joshua Dolgoff. That is myself. How do y'all like the new intro? I think it's pretty snazzy. You gotta mix it up a little bit. But regardless, we're starting a new series today. We're getting into some of my top 10 lists, favorite players, favorite teams, favorite moments, and we're starting with my top 10 favorite Toronto Raptors. Before we get into this, I have to tell you guys how I actually became a Raptor fan because, believe it or not, I actually have no ties or associations with Canada whatsoever. I was born in Chicago, have lived in Charlotte since I was like two years old. I've never even been to Canada. So how did I become a Raptor fan? Well, I'm here to tell you. Really started... 2016 Eastern Conference Finals. I was watching the Raptors a little bit before that. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, you know, were on my radar. Uh, I saw them lose to the Nets uh, two years prior in seven games. That was the Nets team with like Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Um, But they were back. They finally pushed through to the Eastern Conference Finals. And two things really played into this. One, I loved rooting for the underdog. So much. I love seeing a team go up against a team seen as greater than them and then just knocking them off, defying all odds. I think it makes for great storylines. It's what sports is all about. Even though a team may be better than you, you are never out of it. It's never over till it's over. Uh, I even feel like I've been an underdog some of my life when it comes to sports. And there's nothing like, you know, just proving some people wrong, showing that you're better than people thought you were. So I thought that's what the Raptors were. Um, because they were going up against the King. They were going up against LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. You know, this was a really good Cleveland Cavaliers team, and we all know how LeBron made it to the finals end on it, and that kind of factors into the next part uh, of this. I never liked seeing the same team or same player in the finals over and over again. That's kind of why I was a LeBron hater as a kid. It wasn't because I hated his game or hated LeBron as a person. I just didn't want to see LeBron in the finals every year. Just like I don't want to see Alabama in the national championship every year in college football, but it just happens. So I like having the the leagues mix it up. I like seeing different teams in there. I love seeing uh, Golden State back in it, but without Kevin Durant, Steph Curry playing without KD in the finals since 2015. I thought that was awesome. Uh, seeing Tatum in the finals for the first time the year prior, seeing Giannis go up against Devin Booker and Chris Paul, Milwaukee versus Phoenix. Who would have seen that matchup five years prior to, to, the, that, to that finals? And all three of those guys that I mentioned never been in a finals before. So I like when there's variation. I think it keeps me on my toes and it makes things surprising and unpredictable. That's what makes sports fun in my eyes. So because of all those reasons and because I was kind of a free agent, didn't really have a team. I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for the Raptors and I'm going to hope they beat LeBron James and knock them down. Kind of became a Lowry and DeRozan fan at this point. I love the duo. love the the, the bro bond that they shared. Unfortunately, they went down in six. But definitely after that series, I was like, all right, I think this is my team. So that's kind of how it all started. Um, so yeah, that after getting that out of the way, how I am a Raptor fan, uh, because I am a New York Giants fan and I am a Yankee fan. So how the Raptors got into that is really because of that. Saw them a couple years in the playoffs, really wanted them to beat LeBron James. And here we are, a proud Raptor fan. And Another thing, lastly, with that, before I actually get into the list, uh, just a really fun team to watch. I love watching the Raptors. They were so fun back in the day. I'll talk about some of those players. The fans are so passionate. I think that is another thing that really drew me in, how much they loved their team. 
But enough on background, enough about the past. Let's talk about my top 10 favorite Raptors. We're starting at number 10 with Tracy McGrady. And then we only played for us for three years, but he is an absolute bucket getter, an amazing scorer, one of the best of all time. Everyone remembers the 13 points in 33 seconds when he was with the Toronto, or not the Toronto Raptors, when he was with the Houston Rockets. Uh, but I just think it was pretty cool that he started his career with the Raptors. Uh, I know he, you know, wanted to go flourish elsewhere because it was Vince Carter's team and not his. Although he was very underratedly good in his third season, third and final season with the Raptors. But uh, again, I think it was kind of cool that he started as a Raptor because he's one of the greats. Uh, and everyone loves those, the purple dino jerseys. I actually copped one for myself a few days ago. It is a McGrady jersey. Um, so love the the purple unis. Uh, so McGrady's going to slot in at number 10. Number nine, going to go to Scotty Barnes. Only a rookie, and he's already made it on my top 10 list. Only one year in the league, but he's shown so much potential. So versatile. He scored 15 a game, had seven and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. Such a good, versatile offensive player. And defensively, he can guard positions one through five. This is a guy who can really do it all, and he showed that why last year. Rookie of the year. Some people questioned why we took them took him over Jalen Suggs, including myself. I love Jalen Suggs out of college, but Masai Ujiri, one of the best drafters in the NBA, and Scotty Barnes really has the potential to be a superstar in this league because he has all of the intangibles. Plus, he's just a fun guy. You know, he always has a smile on his face. It seems like every time he's on the court, he's having a good time, and he's just a great guy. I've heard a lot of good stories about him. So Scotty Barnes at number nine. So many good things to come from Scotty. Number eight, going to go to Serge Ibaka. Now, for me, when it comes to my favorite players, a lot of the time it's guards or wing players, uh, guys on the perimeter. But Serge Ibaka, I've always really liked. You know, again, I'm not a big, a lot of my favorite players are not necessarily big men. But Serge Ibaka was always a stable force for us. Seemed like that championship run in 2019, he was a shoo-in for 15.7 rebounds, so, so consistent, and then more importantly for me, uh, just such a fun character, such a great personality, loved his cooking show, How Hungry Are You, he brought on the bench mob with like OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, those guys, Norman Powell, um, and then he had Kawhi Leonard on, which was really funny, he had Kyle Lowry on, just a way to kind of get to know the guys on the Raptors more that, that championship season, so, um, and you know he can cook well too. You know I definitely got to take some take some notes from him, trying to learn how to cook a bit myself. But he slots in at number eight. Number seven gonna be Pascal Siakam. Now this is a guy last year was thirteen All NBA, twenty two points per game, and I think he doesn't get enough credit than he should because obviously he was amazing during our championship run. He was an amazing second option next to Kawhi Leonard. Had twenty six points in Game Six, the the closer against Golden State. But then after Kawhi left, he was asked to be the number one guy. And it's very hard to be the number one option on the team. And he didn't do it very well. I think he could have definitely done a much better job. But he bounced back and had an amazing year last year. It was the bubble year where he kind of was called overrated. People made fun of his spin move. But the spin move is just so, so lethal. And he's another diamond in the rough that Masai Ujiri found very raw out of New Mexico State getting picked 27th overall in the first round, and he has turned into a really, really nice player. Spicy P2, love the nickname, great nickname, uh, and his development over the years has been really fun to watch, so that's why he comes in at number seven. Number six, going to go to Fred Van Vliet. An amazing story 
as an undrafted rookie, played point guard at Wichita State. He was on that team that went undefeated going into the tournament. Gets undrafted, had a whole draft party for it. Goes to the goes to the G League, shows out there. Then he goes to the Raptors, works his way up on the bench, becomes pretty much our sixth man on our championship run. The iconic. 12-point fourth quarter from Fred Van Vliet, making all those huge three-pointers to help seal the deal in the NBA Finals. Had 22 points that game. I mean, ever since he had that kid uh, during that finals run, that championship run uh, in the playoffs, he just went ballistic from three-point range. Uh, It seems like a lot of people have been following in his trend with that, but love his story. He is just the antithesis of what work ethic can do and how it can get you to accomplish your goals. And now he's the starting point guard of the Toronto Raptors with an $84 million salary. His slogan is betting on yourself. Oh, he sure did. Uh, and got him a long way. I admire Fred Van Vliet's journey so, so much. I really hope to take part of what he did uh, with his path to the NBA uh, for my path in my career. So Fred Van Vliet coming in at number six. Going to our top five now. We got Terrence Ross, a name you might not have heard in a while, but he's just a high flyer. Terrence Ross is electric as a score, really pumps up the crowd. His dunks, I mean, he'd really be flying through the air. One of the more underrated just bucket getters in today's league. He's just hiding on the Orlando Magic because they're in like purgatory. But Terrence Ross is the guy who will drop 30 points and zero points. Or, sorry, he'll drop 30 points, zero rebounds, and zero assists. He's just straight buckets. Uh... I know he's aged a little bit, but in his prime, he could really dunk the ball, put people on posters, would jump from the free throw line. This guy was unbelievable. So fun to watch as a kid. Uh, And he was next to Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan in those early years. So he's coming in at number five. Number four, going to go to Kawhi Leonard. Mr. One and Done. Mr. One Year Rental, but it doesn't matter because he won us our first NBA title. Love Kawhi Leonard's game. We just gave him the ball and said, go take us to the promised land. So much so that people were calling him the best player in basketball after that season. Everyone remembers the iconic shot bouncing on the rim seven, eight times versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I was just waiting for that ball to just go in. I was like, oh, is it going in? Is it going off? I was so scared of overtime and I pretty much lost my mind when I actually saw it go in. An impossible fadeaway shot, a long two from the corner with Two guys on him, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. It was more Joel Embiid contesting at the end. But not only that, he had that awesome dunk on Giannis in in game six of uh, the the conference finals to take us to the finals. So many iconic memories. The, 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 The introductory press conference saying he was a fun guy and the laugh and all the moments from the parade and just the fact that he was the guy who finally willed us and got us over the hump to win an NBA championship. So many fun times with Kawhi. And yes, he is a fun guy. Um, and his demeanor, is, lastly, is, is really funny too. I just love how he's just quiet and he just sticks to playing ball. I, I uh, With a lot of guys who can be prima donnas nowadays, you know, talk about money or want to be here or demanding a trade or whatever, uh, Kawhi Leonard, although he wanted to be in L.A., just played ball and got his team a championship. That's what it's all about. Kawhi Leonard at number four. Now the top three. I'm sure you guys are guessing who they, are, who they are, but in what order did I put them in? Well, you're about to find out because Kyle Lowry, the best Raptor, the most iconic Raptor of all time, slots in at number three for me. He's the heart and soul of this franchise. 
without a doubt. 6-1 guard out of Villanova. He's a pit bull. He's a stout defender, but he's an amazing three-point shooter, a great leader on the court. We needed his leadership during our championship run because once Golden State kind of figured out that, you know, how to guard Kawhi a little bit, Kawhi only had 22 points in the game six closer, but it was Kyle Lowry who started that game out, scoring the first 11 points for the Raps. Scored 26 in the end, had 10 assists as well, one of his great performances. He's just been with us through all the highs and lows. Could have gotten traded so many times. Read an article how it was 2014, could have gotten traded to the Knicks, and then a couple years later, they could have shipped him off. But he was the guy who stuck around year in and year out. After all those losses to LeBron, he's... I mean, was the guy who was still there. And then once Kawhi came, he finally got the job done, earning himself a well-deserved championship. I mean, deserving of the statue, uh, going to make it into the Raptors Hall of Fame, going to get that jersey hang. So uh, Kyle Lowry, just the embodiment of what a Toronto Raptor is. So thankful for his time with us. Number two, going to go to Vince Carter. Went to UNC, played for the Toronto Raptors, I love Vince Carter so much. One of the most electric dunkers this game has ever seen. He dunked on Ben Wallace. He dunked on Dikembe Mutombo. It did not matter who was in his way. Vince Carter was flying to the rim. 360s, windmills. Everyone remembers the iconic 2000 dunk contest performance. The it's over. It was over before it even started because Vince Carter is that dude. He wasn't just a great dunker, though. He was an all-around good scorer. Could shoot the ball well. Did very well during his time with the New Jersey Nets. Had that awesome game winner with the Dallas Mavericks. And a 21, 22-year NBA career played in four decades. Everyone loves Vince Carter. Also loved the job uh, he does on TV uh, with ESPN. I think he's a great NBA analyst. But he's just so exciting to watch. All of the dunks. I mean, just watching him back. I watched a highlight tape before this to get ready. For this episode, just to remind myself how great and athletic Vince Carter was, not only in college, but in the NBA. So Vince Carter going to slot in there at number two. And then number one, obviously, DeMar DeRozan, my favorite Raptor of all time and my favorite NBA player of all time. When I was a kid, I liked Kobe. I was a pretty, I was a decent Kobe fan. I wasn't a Kobe fanboy. I'm not going to say he was my favorite player, but I did root for Kobe, especially when he played the Boston Celtics. I did not like Paul Pierce and the Boston Celtics. So I saw a little bit of Kobe Bryant in DeMar DeRozan, the mid-range fadeaway game, the just give me the ball, I'm going to go create my shot, the footwork, you know, just the turnaround Jays in the midi, the, the dunks too. DeMar DeRozan, very underrated dunker. Uh, that dunk on Rudy Gobert, I feel like has gotten forgotten about as one of the top dunks in the 2000 in, in 2010 uh, during that decade. Also, the 52-point game, the career high versus the Milwaukee Bucks. DeMar DeRozan took this franchise from being just another NBA team with a small market to being put in the national spotlight. He brought this team to the playoffs time and time again, got the recognition that the team and the city deserved. And unfortunately, he was a sacrificial lamb to get Kawhi Leonard. I really wish he was with us to win a championship. I really hope he can somehow win a championship during the rest of his NBA career. But I love DeMar DeRozan, the player. Love him as the person he and Kevin Love spoke up about mental health as athletes. Very brave. Uh, takes a lot of strength to do that. So, so much respect to him for that. And then I really modeled my, my as part of my uh, game after DeMar DeRozan. I'm a three-point shooter. I'm a point guard, but 
I recognized that I could really work on my mid-range game just a little bit. And, you know, I worked on my fadeaways. You know, I worked on, you know, the little turnaround middies in the paint, hanging in midair, you know, all of those mid-range shots that I've tr- tried to, you know, take into my arsenal and my and my uh, repertoire is because of DeMar DeRozan and just the fact that his footwork, whether he's posting up, he's facing up to the basket, just rising up, he's just almost unguardable from the mid-range. And watching him play with LeBron James and the Drew League was just so much fun. What could have been for the Los Angeles Lakers if if they went with DeRozan instead of Westbrook? Um, but for all of those reasons, just the the straight ISO, the the shot creation, everything that he did for the Toronto Raptors is why he is not only my favorite player for the Raptors, but but my favorite player of all time. And that's gonna do it for today's top ten list. If you have any recommendations, let me know on Twitter or Instagram, jdolgoff3. Feel free to send me a message or DM or a comment or whatever to let me know what I should rank next for my top 10. You can expect some NFL top 10s, some UNC top 10s for sure. And I was talking about the jerseys a bit, talking about those dino jerseys. Um, I should definitely maybe do a top 10 list of my favorite jerseys. I know you wouldn't be able to see them, but maybe that'll be a pretty cool idea to incorporate. Uh, so I'll definitely think about that for a top 10, but that's going to do it for today's episode of 125 Unfiltered. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.